Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Proverbs chapter number three. I don't have a word about mothers. I have a word for mothers. I have a word for fathers. I have a word for aunties, for uncles. I have a word for everybody. So you won't feel, feel left out today. The message is very simple, very, to, very much to the point. And it is this, three simple words. I trust God. Come on, say it. I trust God. I don't know. I've just been stirred in my heart for you. Come on, say it. I trust God. Wherever I am, whatever I'm going through, wherever I am right now, in the midst of everything, I, come on, say it. I trust God. You can't move me off my trust. I'm going to keep on trusting it. I'm going to continue to let him be God. Let him do what he needs to do. Come on, say it. I trust God. Sometimes I don't understand the transitions. Sometimes I don't understand his commands. Sometimes I don't quite get what he's saying, but I know that in the midst of all of that, the transitions, the commands, I have to trust him. Say, I trust God. I want to tell you today, make a firm announcement that God can be trusted. Oh, anybody know what I'm talking about? He can be trusted, my Savior. He can be trusted. He is consistently dependable. Consistently dependable. He's also consistently reliable. And he is trustworthy. See, it's one thing for somebody to say, trust me, and they have no track record. There's always that proven time. You know what I'm talking about. You're looking at him going, well, we're going to see. But God has a proven track record. Every promise he's ever made to anybody, he made sure that it came true. I was reading the other day. This is not even in my notes, but I was reading the other day. He made a promise to the prophet Elisha. Because Elisha had asked for a double portion of Elijah's anointing. And you, just when you thought God wasn't going to come through, he lit in terms of doubling the miracles. Wouldn't you know they threw the bones of a dead man on Elisha's dead bones because God said, I got one more. In other words, he had one more miracle to fulfill the promise that he made to Elisha, saying, I'm going to double the anointing. God can be trusted. He is trustworthy. But the thing is this, you and I have to make a decision to trust God. 
Now hear me. It's a daily decision that we are going to trust God. Come on, say it again. I trust God. D.L. Moody said, trust in yourself and you are doomed to disappointment. Trust in your friends and they will die and leave you. Trust in your reputation and some slanderous tongue may blast it. But trust in God and you are never to be confounded by time or eternity. In other words, God will come through on everything that he said. When you look at this word trust, we, we know what it means. It, it means to rely on. It means to depend on. It means to have confidence in. To trust someone. The scripture that we're getting ready to read, you already know it. The word has this picture. It means you can so rely on the word that you can throw yourself on it. You can throw your in, the entirety of your weight on it. That's, that's what it means. Proverbs chapter number three, verse five, and we know it, says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, say it with me. And lean not to your own understanding. Verse number six, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Let's read it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Let's, let's look at this. Um, let's look at the phrases here. First he said, trust in the Lord. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, some trust in their bank accounts, some trust in their 401k, some trust in people. But the text tells us to trust in the Lord. So it's important who you put your trust in. Men will disappoint you, people will disappoint you. Even at their best intentions, they cannot guarantee that everything that they promise they're going to fulfill. Sometimes the 85 bridge will collapse on you. Sometimes it will. So he says, trust in the Lord. It's going to be important that we understand that he says, trust in the Lord, but he says, with all of your heart. With all of your heart. So this tells me that trust is an, is an issue or a matter of the heart. Listen to me carefully. What the enemy wants to do is erode your trust. He'll come at you, and what I mean is this. He'll start making you have trust issues with people. And the next thing you know, you'll find yourself doubting and not trusting God. So he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Hear me in this. That's why the scripture tells us that you and I have to guard our hearts. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. If you fast forward to the New Testament when it talks about the heart, it says, with the heart man believes. 
Do you understand that? So it's not your head, it's your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. It means that all, with the full force of your mental faculties, totally without reservation. And then he says, and lean not on your own understanding. So either you are trusting in the Lord or you're leaning. Are you leaning or are you trusting? And if you are leaning, are you leaning on your own understanding? Now, it's interesting when he says your own understanding because that has to do with your knowledge, your insight, your experience. Whatever has fed your belief system, sometimes we're leaning on our training. We're leaning on our past. We're leaning on whatever has transpired in our lives. And so he says this, look, there are going to be times in your life, in my life, when your head and your heart are not running on the same track. And you're going to have to make a decision to trust God. Come on, say, I trust God. I trust God. Come on, say it again. I trust God. If you are... Uh, uh, if, if you're like me, and some of you, thank God, a lot of you aren't. But you want to make sure that particularly, can, can we talk just an example of money? Let me just throw that one out there. I don't like ends not meeting. I don't like ends not seeing each other. I like ends running in circles around each other. Are you hearing me? And what will happen is I have to make sure that I am always at a point where I'm not trusting in what I see. Because what you see can change quickly. Are you hearing? So he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your past experience, don't lean on your training, don't lean on your understanding. Now, he didn't say don't have an understanding, don't have training. He says just don't put your weight on it. Now, then he says, in all of your ways, in all of your ways, ways meaning your course of life, in every course of life that you take, this is what you need to do. Acknowledge him. What he's saying is this. Wherever you are at any given point, make sure you hear God in it. Don't just jump into something. Make sure that you hear God. Some people just say, well, because they're offering more money, I'm going to take the, take the position. You might. And sometimes you might not. You, 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 you should not. Make sure you hear God. Let me give you an example of something. Um, I was, before we got married, all right, 
let me pre preface it before I start saying I was dating. <laughs> All right. Before we got married, I was dating this girl. And anyway, you know, I love the Lord, but I just felt down in here, something's not, this in the relationship. Now, she looked good. I mean, worthy enough for me. Y'all didn't get that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, on the inside, I knew. Stop it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding in all of your ways, in all of your ways, even if you're dating, in all of your ways, even in money transaction, in all of your ways, in business transaction, in all of your ways, relationships, in all of your ways, acknowledge. Acknowledge means not just to know, but it means to come to a place where I'm hearing and I'm coming in agreement with what I'm hearing. So I'm acknowledging him, and then he said, this, this is the promise. He'll direct your paths. Some translation says it like this, he'll make your path straight. This is the picture. It, any terrain that opposes his direction, he'll jerk the slack out of it and smooth it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he'll make the crooked places straight and the rough places plain. He can do it. So he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not, lean not on your own understanding. In every way, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Put that same verse up in the message, Eugene Peterson's translation. Proverbs 3 and 5 in the message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Now, when we look at what we've discussed so far, this is what you are supposed to do. This is the what of the message, what it is you're supposed to do. But the next part, if I just left it right here and said amen, I'm, we're missing something. I haven't told you how. The word of God is not just to be quoted. It's not just to be preached, taught. It, it's to be understood so that it can be lived out. This word is not going to make a difference in your life if you don't do it. James said the person who hears the word and, do, and does it is the person that's blessed in their deeds. Come on, say, I got to do it now. Come on, say, I trust God. See, it's one thing to say I trust God, but it's another thing when you get the news contrary to what you want to hear if you're going to trust him. Come on, say, I trust God. So to help us with the how, we have a little um, acronym or an acrostic that's going to help us. T-R-U-S-T. Come on, say it again. I trust God. I trust God. Well, T. You've got to trust his care. Come on, say it. 
trust his care. If you want to jot this down, jot down Matthew chapter number 6, verse 8. It says, therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Folks, hear this. God cares for you. God is concerned about the details of your life. Come on, say, God cares for me. Sometimes, you know, we think, well, I don't want to bother God with that. It's no bother. He's a father. He's a father. And, 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 and you have to understand, he knows what you have need of. He knows what you have need of. So apparently, he's looked at the whole of your life and says, okay, this is what they need now. Anybody ever had him come through at just the right time? With Come on, sir, that's me. I've seen him do it. He knows what you have need of. So I've got to trust his care. Trust his care. Let me give you an example of something. Uh, now, I'm an earthly father. And by nature, I'm a provider. That's, that's, I, it just flows as part of who I am. I got to make sure every, everybody around me is provided for. So I knew that my hungry little boy was, oh, he ain't no little boy anymore, hungry grown son was coming home after being in school. So I know it's going to have extra, excuse me, extra, extra groceries. When, when he showed up, I said, cause, and one of the things is I don't want him in my stuff. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying, Ken? You, you, you know exactly what I'm saying. So I said, let me go because I don't want there to be any uh, situation. Because <laughs> that can be a situation. And I don't want a situation. And so, you know, so as a father, I anticipated what it is he wanted before he got home. When he showed up, all he had to do, he didn't ask for food. He didn't ask for anything, but he went into the pantry and what he wanted was already in there because a father cares. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And as he testifies to it. Now, now, what I want you to understand, I'm a natural father. I'm just a man. How much more does your heavenly father anticipate what it is you need before you get to the situation? He knows who needs to grant you favor, who needs to be there to speak a word on your behalf, who knows how he's all come through in the midst of everything. He's already pre-orchestrated. Your, and anticipated your arrival in any given situation. So listen to me, listen to me. If I'm in it, I have the grace for it. Say it with me. If I'm in it, let that sink in. Somebody needed that. Come on, say it again. If I'm in it, so I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be thrown off course. 
because I know he cares. So I've got to trust his care. R. R is rely on his guidance. Rely, say that with me, please. We, we looked at Proverbs 3 and 6. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We looked at that. But do you realize if we look at Romans chapter number 8, Paul began to tell us in Romans chapter 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the children of God. So God has given you the Holy Spirit to guide you. Are you hearing me? And so what we have to do is rely on the guidance. Don't argue with the internal GPS. Don't fuss and say, I already know. I've been this way. I've done it. Last time I did it, I didn't do it like. And we can superimpose an old way on a new situation. Because the new situations have similarities to what's old. Now, hear me. You can trust him still, but that doesn't mean that he's going to do everything the same way. So I've got to rely on his guidance. Um, last week, I had to uh, lead worship at Beulah Heights University's graduation. And so we'd gone through a, a large portion of the graduation ceremony, and I got a text from my wife. And she said, where are you? And I'm thinking, well, you know where I am. I'm at the graduation. That's Come on. And then uh, I thought, call, call, I called her, and she told me that she had been uh, in an accident. Somebody rear-ended her car while she was at a, at a stoplight. So, hey, that's, that's baby. <laughs> yeah, we had another song, Thad, but I was getting ready. To, I, I was like, okay, I'll be, where are you? They can sing it without me. All right, you hear what I'm saying? So, I literally left out of the graduation, and she told me, she told me the cross street where she was, and, and so I put, the, put it in the GPS, and I saw that I, and I, I had the presence of mind, call her back, had the thought, guy, call her back. I called her back. I said, well, I'm on my way. It's going to take about 40 minutes to get there, and she was out there fellowshipping <laughs> with the person she had been in an accident with. They just sitting on the side of the road fellowshipping. And, uh, and, you know, she was like, well, you know, we're just waiting on the police, but she's a nice lady. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I, obviously you're okay. I know we can replace the car, but are you okay? Then I asked, well, how's the car? She said, well, I guess it's all right. You know, we pulled over to the side and everything. And then I said, well, I tell you what, the GPS said, I'll be there in 40 minutes. She said, well, now nah, I'm not going to wait that long. I, 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 if you, if you're going to, because I got to go, I'm going to be home. I'm going. <laughs> Not disrespectfully, but what I'm saying, she did say it though. 
<laughs> but I had, in other words, I had to rely on the guidance, and the guidance was call her before you just take off over there. And you know, you say, well, pastor, come on. But I'm telling you, there are those promptings that you'll have on a daily basis, on little things, and many times we have trained ourselves to ignore the promptings. Or we've overridden the promptings and we wonder how we've wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. Just look it straight, don't look at anybody else. So we have to rely on his guidance. Now, trust his care, T, R, rely on his guidance, U, understand his will. Ephesians 5 and 17 says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Hear this. So if I'm in a situation, I have to get to a place where I know I understand clearly what his will is. If I am, listen, 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 even in dealing with my children, even in dealing with whatever it is I'm dealing with, I've got to know what his will is. So if I understand his will, if he's asking me to understand his will, that means his will is knowable. So at, at, at some, I have to get to a place, okay, God, I can know your will. Say that, I can know his will. Stop saying, I just don't know what he wants. I just don't know. Stop, come, stop saying that. Come on, say, I know the will of the Lord. And then something, I, I'm, uh, Pam Taylor taught me this. It's a phrase she used. So I'm, I'm giving her credit because she's right there. But if she wasn't here, <laughs> I'd just say, you know, it just came to me one day. <laughs> Pam said, and she says this, she said, he caused me to know. He will make me to know. I said, that's a good phrase. And so I've borrowed that for years now. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, Tony will give you a check for that later. But, uh, but he will make me to know. So God is such that if you hunger for his will, he will make you to know. He will make you to know. Don't just quit a job. He will make you to know. Don't just change cities. He will make you to know. So you have to understand. Don't just run off and get married. He will make you to know. You got to understand what the will of God is. Hear me in this. Now, hear me, hear me. I want y'all to hear me and hear me clearly. God is under no obligation to step out of holiness and bless you. What do I mean? His will is holy. His will is, is the thing that's set apart for your life. Now, he, keep, keep in mind, keep in mind, he factors all of our mistakes, everything that we have done in, and he knows that Johnson's going to do wrong. He all, and he's factored that in. But he's not going to bless 
my mess. Aren't you glad that there are some prayers God didn't answer for you? Oh, come on, you know. Some of you all right now need to just get up and say, God, thank you. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, thank you, Lord, thank you. Because if he answered, because <laughs> if he had answered that one, you, you wouldn't be here today. Some of you literally wouldn't be here. <laughs> so understand what the will of the Lord is. I got to understand it. Come on, say, so he will make me to know. What do you know? It's not some booming voice. It's on the inside. Where, where you will, it's a, it's a knowing. It, it's, a, it's a prompting. It's that voice you can't get rid of. It's that, that it keeps on showing up. You turn the radio on, they're talking about it. Turn the TV on, they're talking about it. You talk, go to talk with somebody, they're talking about it. You open the word, there it is. Same thing, same subject, subject matter. He will make you to know. Trust his care, rely on his guidance, understand his will, and here it is, S, surrender to his way. Surrender to his way. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death surrender to his way his way his will is to be understood but not just understood but acted out surrendered to so i've got to do it i've got to do it uh, uh, um hear me in this there are um many ways to get a particular thing done and God, obviously, he gives you options, but there are some things he gives you specific direction on how to do a thing. Let me give you an example. When we look in Scripture, we've seen where a person or groups of people have crossed a body of water. If the objective is to cross the body of water, I need to know God's way. Moses Lift up the stick, lift up the rod, and the water is going to part. Joshua, same nation going across, put your foot in. Let the priests put their feet in, stand in it, and the water is going to part. Elijah, take his cloak, strike the water, and the water is parted, King James Version, hither and thither. Elisha did the same thing. When he smoked, he said, where is the God of Elijah? And the waters parted. Fast forward, the disciples go across on a boat. Jesus walks on it. The whole point is get across the water. I need to surrender to his way in getting across the water. Ooh, 
some people have been attempting the right thing, but doing it the wrong way. Ask King David when he tried to bring the ark back to Israel. When he tried to bring the ark back to Israel, he did not seek the Lord on how to do it. On his way, David, and listen to this, just because you got loud music doesn't mean it's God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you, they were shouting, they were dancing and everything, but when the ark and the oxen stumbled, he reached out his hand and the guy died. Uzzah died right there because they didn't seek God's way. David said, I need to seek the way of the Lord. Then he realized the priests are to carry the ark. They're not to be put. It's not to be put on a cart with oxen. You carry the presence. You don't ride the presence. You carry the presence. And they took a few steps and had a praise party, a sacrifice. Took a few more steps. And because you're not, God's way is going to cost you something. And in the midst of following his way, he's developing your character. He's developing you. He's training you on how to follow him. Moses understood the ways of God. Israel knew his acts. Moses knew why he did it. Israel just knew what he did. You okay today? So trust his care. Rely on his guidance. Understand his will. Surrender to his way. And here's the last one. Tell him my concerns. Tell him my concerns. Scripture is Philippians chapter number four, verse number six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Tell him your concerns. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, pray. Don't worry about anything and pray about everything. Don't worry about anything and pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. I said, don't worry. Look at somebody and say, stop worrying. Come on and command them, trust God. I said, command them, trust God. Trust God. Trust God. So I need to tell him my concerns. God can handle your conversation. God can handle you talking to him very much directly. Listen to me. Be very respectful. Don't go in there any kind of way. But let there can be reverential respect, but you can tell him the deepest concerns of your heart. And so you can say, God, I just don't understand this. 
I don't get this. I don't know why this is happening. I've done what you said. And, you know, think about it. Here was David in the midst of trying to do what he thought was right. God, I'm doing what you, I'm doing your will. I'm trying to get your presence back to Jerusalem. I don't understand. And here it is in the midst of all of this. This guy dies in the midst of a praise service. Come on now, God, what's going on? I don't get it. And he said, you didn't seek me after my due order. God made it clear to him. He told him the concerns. And what I'm getting at to you is this. I believe that there are concerns. Many times we go without voicing our concerns. And that's a danger zone because we don't tell God what's truly on our heart. And you can't really walk in faith because you got this thing looming in the back of your mind that you've not talked to God about. This is what happened. Once you tell him your concerns, be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Thanksgiving, supplication. And then he says something's going to happen. Peace. Peace will show up. This is, this, this, let me give you, this is not a teaching on prayer, but I believe it'll help you. This is what helped help me in my life, in my prayer life. If you don't have peace, don't do it. You hearing me? If you don't have peace, don't do it. Because as a believer, you have been promised peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. So I tell him my concerns. And once I, I know it's okay when I have peace, then I got to go ahead. I can move forward. All right? So now, so now, so now, how do I trust God? I trust his care, I rely on his guidance, I understand his will, surrender to his way, tell him my concerns. Now that we have a cheat sheet, let's do it together. I trust, say it loud, I trust his care, I rely on his guidance, I understand his will, I surrender to his way, and I tell him my concerns. Come on, say it again. I trust his care. Stop. Do you? I rely on his guidance. Do you? I understand his will. He's going to make me to know it. I surrender to his way. Look at somebody say, after today. No, beginning today, beginning now. Not after today, because I'll give you a few more minutes. <laughs> then tell him my concern. Talk to Jesus about it, baby. Oh, I dare you to start talking to the Lord about it. I'm telling you, whether you're here, whether you're viewing, you can trust God. God can be trusted. He's com consistently dependable. Consistently reliable. He's so committed to doing what he says that he literally watches over his word and performs it. And he's doing that in your life today. Give him praise. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. 
If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.